Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 39, car manufacturers from around the globe. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, the Cars of Carlisle crew spins the globe and highlights a plethora of car manufacturers, pointing out in which country, region, and city these OEMs produce their vehicles. Your trusted CFC team is excited to take you on a virtual tour of the automotive world. Now go grab your passport. So, let's get revved up. Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your host, Darren, and with me tonight as we take this spin around the globe is uh, Scott. Hey, everybody. We're going to just get into tonight's show, talking about those OEMs from around the world and a little bit, some facts and figures, things that will help you in uh, future games of Trivial Pursuit, perhaps, if nothing else. But uh, wanted just to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Man Engineering out of Santa Monica, California. Man-Engineering.com. All things Subaru Performance. We appreciate their support of Cars of Carlisle. And Scott, I was just looking actually at Motor Trend, getting caught up in some of my my back issues, and I noticed that the 2020 Lincoln Aviator is coming out. They're going a whole new powertrain and and, uh, really giving it this kind of fastball roof line and making it uh, look pretty cool. So I figured, if nothing else, to talk a little bit about a couple different... uh, American vehicles that I saw while we were flipping through the recent magazine. I know uh, there's Jeep's going to release something called a, a Gladiator. It's essentially the uh, kind of their their current uh, platform, but extended with a, a pickup body. So it's kind of cool looking, and I know that's going to be uh, and mean looking. Yeah, it's kind of it, it really goes back because um, your dad had I think it was a Comanche, right? The old uh, the old Comanche Jeep truck. pickup from the eighties, late eighties, early nineties. So yeah. This is going to be pretty cool. But that being, of course, an American manufacturer, we know, of course, Ford, Chevy, Jeep. Um, but tonight, we're going to take you outside of the United States, and we're going to look at other countries. We're going to step through in alphabetical order, Australia, Britain, China, Germany, India, Italy, Japan, Russia and Sweden. So perhaps there'll be a little bit of tidbit of information that you had heard once before or had never known. And again, if, if nothing else, it may come up at the next uh, car show or uh, car club meeting and you can you can throw out that little, that little fact. So before we put it in first gear, disengage the clutch and head on out. Let's uh, remind everybody this is a good time to go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, looking for us to grow that subscription level and that's what helps drive all of our um, our following if you will and that's what continues to, to raise cars of Carlisle and those search engine optimizations and the Google searches and everything else so you our fans can become part of something even bigger and this community continues to grow so thank you in advance and as well as our posts going out to Instagram we're gonna have some updates on things throughout the year here too so go like us on Instagram follow us on that 
uh, and and you can see what's happening uh, with the Cars of Carlisle world through there as well. Excellent. Thank you, Scott. Okay, so let's go to the land down under to Australia. And Australia is known for uh, OEMs or original equipment manufacturer. You'll hear that term and most everyone knows it. But uh, makes and models and manufacturers, they have in Australia uh, a couple that uh, I think some are aware of. FPV, which we'll get into in a moment. Holden, HSV, Elfin, just to name a couple. Uh, for the most part, they've been doing more importing over the recent years. And it's kind of interesting that Ford and Toyota both have manufacturing presence in Australia. They have Ford Australia, Toyota Australia, and a really strong segment of uh, buyers that are proud to remain with those Aussie Aussie brands and, and Aussie uh, co-brands, I should say, with uh, both Ford and Toyota. Holden is one that's been around since 1908. They are based out of Port Melbourne, which is in uh, Victoria, Australia. And uh, they produce vehicles that, for the most part, are known for being affordable to nearly everyone. What I thought was interesting, and as we've been doing some research, that they've been part of GM since 1930. And they produce vehicles that go beyond Australia and are exported beyond their borders. Another one is FPV, which stands for Ford Performance Vehicle. And uh, they... Uh, ceased production in the fourth quarter of 2016, but uh, that was again a, a spinoff from Ford itself created in 2002. Ford Motor Company of Australia Limited, or briefly known as Ford Australia, is actually part of the Canadian Ford Motor Company and not of the United States Ford, which I thought that was a bit interesting as well. So that's for the most part, that takes us out of Australia. We'll get back on the plane and head now to Britain. So while we're in Britain, we'll talk a little about some, for the most part, uh, we all know, of course, Jaguar and Aston Martin, but uh, you figure Rolls-Royce, Land Rover, Bentley, Vauxhall, McLaren, Mini, these are some of the, the marks that uh, you can find in Great Britain. Some of the uh, most widely known, obviously, we'll start with Jaguar, been around since 1922. They're based out of, their corporate headquarters, that is, is out of Whitley, which is in Coventry. Of the UK and uh, they were a conglomerate if you will with Land Rover and after multiple mergers and what have you they've been acquired by Ford and then most recently by the Indian Tata group and I know, I know Scott you, you have Never mind I know you have something to say about that in a little bit I might buy a Tata you never know uh, but for the most part we all know uh, Jaguar and, and their elegant lines there. Land Rover, the other half of that, has been around since 1948. And I had read up on this that um, Land Rover's intent was to really challenge or go up against uh, the U.S. as far as all-terrain off-road vehicles. Jeep being a uh, derivative from World War II, Land Rover was going to respond and answer that with... Uh, well-known rugged off-road vehicles and of course we, we know all the uh, the models now that of course they have the evoke the discovery and some others but for the most part when i think of a true land rover i think of a um almost like a jungle vehicle that can handle the saharan desert or uh, perhaps like the african continent and some of the rugged terrain that way uh, many as you know that's now owned or produced through bmw has been around since 1909, and their their home is Longbridge, England. Um, but uh, 
always been, for the most part, a small economy automobile. They have been relatively idyllic and, and known across the United Kingdom. Uh, but as you like, I mentioned a moment ago, and as you're aware, uh, BMW has been manufacturing them here for some time. So Aston Martin, I'm a personal James Bond aficionado, which is, of course, British-based, is owned by Ford. Well, let's start to get into some of the luxury. I would think uh, Bentley and Rolls-Royce should come to most everyone's mind. Bentley's been around since 1919. They're based out of Crewe, England. And uh, for the most part, they had a strong start in the limousines. In fact, they are the official limousine provider for British royalty. They're exclusively uh, limousines based uh, on Bentley chassis. So obviously with the, the large and spacious interiors and being so uh, over the top as far as luxury, they are they, they stand out. So then you have Rolls-Royce, which is based out of Goodwood, England, right there as far as the high-end luxury. McLaren is yet another one, been around since 1989. They are based on Formula One technology. In fact, they bring, as you I'm certain are aware, they bring all that technology from F1 to the street with high-end supercars. And uh, they were some of the first to use um, F1 technology, whether it be carbon fiber and others in their, their road cars itself. And one other one I wanna mention from Great Britain is AC Cars Limited. As in, if you think about AC Cobra and Carroll Shelby era, been around since 1901. They are headquartered in Thames Ditton, which is Surrey, UK, and the Weller brothers were the founders of that. Uh, AC Cars was previously known as Auto Carries, and in most regards considered one of the oldest British car manufacturers. They've been making cars now for over 117, 118 years. Okay, Scott. Let's, uh, let's head to China. Okay, so I don't know if it was just by chance or if it was selective delegation, but I ended up with China. <laughs> and there are things on here that don't even look like my letters, so bear with how I'm saying any of this. Yes, be patient with them. So, starting off, we have Brilliance uh, Auto, and their most notable uh, point is whenever they formed an alliance with BMW, and the X1 version was being manufactured in China, which puts it uh, with one of BMW's multiple plants worldwide. And that is what uh, threw them to popularity with that. Uh, a couple of uh, other ones that don't really have any points here, but that are um, major car makers from sure. China, mm -hmm. uh, is Saic, S-A-I-C Motor Company. <laughs> are you of, fooling me? Sike? Out of Shanghai, China. <laughs> okay, I can say that one. Um, and then there's Dongfeng out of Wuhan. Uh, and they're a manufacturer from the big four automotive companies in China. They're one of the, the top four there. Um, there's FAW Group, um, and they are they produce auto parts, light, medium buses, and heavy-duty trucks. There's BAIC Group out of Beijing, and uh, that's Beijing Automotive Industry Holding Company. And uh, a lot of these a lot of these car companies are state-owned in China, as opposed to being independents. Okay. So um, most of them are actually, mm -hmm. and uh, they specialize in producing passenger and commercial vehicles. Uh, along with GAC Group, JAC Group, and uh, and Changzhou, uh, so they uh, they mostly redesign vehicles made by Suzuki, and uh, and they sell them under their brand. And it's one of the most successful automotive manufacturers in China right now, the Changzhou, and they started in the 70s. And they are just out of curiosity in Jingjiejin, 
China. And I'm certain I said that correctly. I think you did too. Not. There's a lot of letters in that. <laughs> uh, there's also Photon Motor, and they produce agricultural machinery, buses, trucks, and sport utility vehicles. So they're out of the passenger type of sedans and, and cars, and they're more agricultural work duty trucks. Um, and then there's Geely, which I think you had mentioned mm-hmm. in a couple of your episodes before. Mm. Yes. Um, which means lucky in Mandarin. I didn't so you can that. use that term as well as just the car company. Okay. There's BYD Auto, and uh, they're 50% owned by Daimler. So okay. that's their alliance and their connectivity. There's Sherry, C-H-E-R-Y, and they're out of Woohoo. And I only say that because that was a very easy place. <laughs> <laughs> There's Hong I just Goi. thought you were celebrating. There's Hong Goi in Changchun. I just like saying that. Like, I know what I'm doing. Um, and, and those are pretty much the, the lineups from China. And I think a couple of those you probably recognize. Some of them were uh, unheard of, a lot of them unheard of to me. But then when I read about the facts of them, they are mm-hmm. connected in certain ways that are very relevant to what we have. Well, I think it really shows, obviously, the automotive industry, like most industries now, are, are completely global. And there's a lot of conglomerates. And, um, whole- and we see about a dozen different names, and that's it. But there are... Yeah, I was going to say, there's large holding Hundreds. companies that own a lot of these. I mean, Volkswagen alone owns half a dozen yeah. major brands. So, yeah, I, I hear you. Well, thank you for that, Scott. We'll uh, let's zip over to, to Germany now. When you think Germany, I think everyone thinks of uh, Autobahn and luxury, uh, great innovation. And uh, for me, it's sort of the, you have form follows function and function following form. And in this case, I think that for the most part, uh, we all know that there's a lot of great design coming out of Germany. And we, we are all familiar with BMW, of course, Volkswagen, Mercedes-Benz, Audi. Um, a lot of the technology and the, the speed and focus on the engines and, and the transmissions and what they put into their the vehicles. Audi, I thought was really interesting that they've been around um, since 1909 when they were actually founded in Ingolstadt, Germany, by August Horsch. And in that, uh, August um, created his company, which means, uh, Horsch means listen in German. And around 1909 uh, through the early 30s, there were three other companies, uh, DKW, Wanderer, uh, and they, they created this Auto Union UG, which then these four separate entities came together, which creates the four rings that you see on the Audi emblem. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The one thing too that I know that we all know, uh, the high-end models of, of Audi, they have usually an RS badge on it. I learned through the research something new, and that was that the RS actually stands for Rennes Sport Racing. Huh. So it's uh, has a some significance to that. Mercedes-Benz, the TriStar, Extremely well recognized around the world, known for luxury, speed, um, class, and uh, that's a Stuttgart, Germany-based company. Been around since 26. Founded by Carl Benz and Gottlob Daimler, and BMW has uh, took existence in 1916 in Munich, which is part of the Bavarian area of Germany, and the founder Franz Josef Pop, and in that. Uh, I thought it was interesting. We, of course, know BMW stands for Bavarian Motor Works. In German, Bavarian Motor Works is actually pronounced Bayerische Motorenwerke. And if you look at their emblem, 
legend has it that it's actually a spinning propeller against a blue background. So an airplane propeller of which they actually um, allegedly had, had built a lot of uh, aviation engines during uh, the mid 20th century. Huh. So that's that's that with the blue and white is really a spinning prop against the sky. And reading through the facts, even in a lot of these countries, they all started out with something completely irrelevant. Oh yeah, to, like farm equipment, yep. or it could be anything. Mm-hmm. So it's it is very interesting. 1937, Volkswagen came into be out of Wolfsburg, Germany. Car of the people, as we all know. And uh, with that, I have said just a few minutes ago about them owning a plethora of, of companies, of which some of the ones that may stand out that you have likely heard of before are Seat, Skoda, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, Lamborghini, and Bugatti. Porsche, what would Germany be without Porsche? Certainly uh, idyllic with the 911 and, and the, the timeless design there. They've been around since 1931, based out of Stuttgart, and Ferdinand Porsche himself was the, the founder. So that's Germany. I'm going to go ahead and cool. board the plane, and I guess we are heading off to India. To now. India. And give me some more easy places <laughs> to say. This is great. You're very welcome. However, we're starting off with, as you mentioned before, Tata. They're out of Mumbai. Now, Scott, if you had driven past the dealership and there were many new cars all lined up there, what it would, would be a bunch of Tatas. In the sun. In the parking lot. How about that? Got it. Okay. So they were, as I said before, they started out, a (laughs) a lot of these companies started out with something completely irrelevant to cars. Uh, They started out in 1945 as a manufacturer of locomotives. um, And they didn't do their first commercial vehicle until 1954. So they were all about trains to start with. How about that? We then have Maruti Suzuki. And uh, they are in New Delhi. And they were... um, they're one of the most popular Indian car manufacturers right now, even still. And they, they, they are a subsidiary of the Japanese motorcycle and automobile brand Suzuki. So they are aligned with them as well. We have Hindustan Motors, um, and they are in Kolkata, India. And they are noted as the Indian ambassador motor car because uh, most of the politicians even still travel around in the ambassadors uh, from, from this company. Next, we have Ashok Leyland Limited, and um, they don't really do uh, passenger vehicles, but they're most known for commercial vehicles as well. Uh, they do military vehicles, health units, rail buses, and double-decker buses. We have Mahindra, and they're the largest manufacturer and seller of tractors across the world. And they're one of the biggest vehicle manufacturers in India right now at this point in time. Hmm. We have Chinkara. And they're most noted for aviation, marine, ATV, and as well as vehicles. And they actually have something similar to our Jeepster Roadster type of vehicles. That's, oh, cool. They're known for that one. Okay. There is Opal India, mm-hmm. Iker Motors, Bajaj Motors, and they're the third largest manufacturer of motorcycles and three-wheelers. And they're known for low-cost cars. Okay. That's their claim to fame. We have Premier out of Mumbai. We have Force Motors out of Pune and ICML out of Punjab as well. Wow. And that's quite the lineup from India. Well, thank you very much. Zip up to Italy. And when I think of Italy, I think most everyone considers Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari itself is uh, one of the best known brands based out of Italy um, with their their standard red paint. 
You can, of course, Ferrari paints in all various colors, but I think it's synonymous with that red. But they've been around since 1967 out of Marinello, Italy. Mr. Enzo Ferrari himself was the founder of that company and uh, definitely an idyllic brand. Followed by Lamborghini. How do you end up with Britain, Germany, and Italy? You have all the good... Well, and Sweden. Well, I'd have, to, I'd have to look back to see how this was divided out. I'm right, not fine. <laughs> Just saying. Lamborghini was actually, uh, as I have noted here, an employee was disgruntled with uh, Enzo and actually started their own company. And that was Ferruccio Lamborghini himself. 1963, he started his own company. And the, the company has grown considerably if we go back to the days of the Countach and on through now to the Huracan and the Aventador they've done pretty amazing things and and certainly a a standout in the global scene as far as uh, drastic design with almost the stealth-like aviation design cues that they put into their vehicles other uh, Italian names worth noting certainly Maserati Lancia Alfa Romeo and Fiat come to mind. And with Maserati, uh, with a trident on their logo, they are based out of Modena, Italy, and have been uh, been around since the early 20th century, 1914 to be. Exact. Fiat has uh, been around even longer, getting its start in Turin, Italy in 1899 by Giovanni Agnelli. He actually started the company and it uh, has had a multitude of, of uh, history and, and different points to its, its past. But uh, what we're finding now is a resurgence with the, the smaller Fiat's that have hit the U.S. shores, like the Fiat 500, for instance. Alfa Romeo, uh, another key Italian brand, been around since 1910, also a Turin Italy-based company. And uh, now really getting into the scene with uh, both their sports cars and their sport utility vehicles. So they have had been away and out of the U.S. market for quite some time and, and now are making a resurgence here on our soil. So that's, uh, that's Italy. So there's more than just great wine there. There are also amazing vehicles. I wouldn't know because I didn't have that country either. <laughs> so. but, but you do have Japan, which... I, I have Japan, and these should be easy ones to say as well. Go for here it. Here we go. Okay. So we're starting off with a very common name with the Toyota, uh, which is 80 years old, and it's still one of the best manufacturers in the world uh, for their quality vehicles and safety of their rides. Uh, We have Lexus, high end of the Toyota, and they're out of Nagoya, Japan, and I'm only saying the easier places as well on this one. (laughs) We move on to, as I mentioned uh, from before, the alliance that, uh, that they have with Maruti. We have Suzuki. Um, and they're known, as, as I mentioned before, for the ATVs, outboard marine engines, and of course their motorcycles. Mm-hmm. We have Mazda out of, yeah, just look that one up. <laughs> and uh, that date back to the 20th century. They're one of the older, oldest auto manufacturing companies from Japan. Mm. Um, the Miata, the MX-5, uh, yes. is the world's, they were conquered and coined as the world's best-selling sports car, uh, by Top Gear even. Mm-hmm. We have Honda, um, and they started out as the two-cycle motorcycle engine producer and moved into automotives. And their high-end um, spinoff is Acura. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't have that one, so I wouldn't know. That's okay. Okay. Uh, then we have Mitsubishi Motors out of Minato, Japan. Uh, we have Nissan out of Minato as well. And uh, they're still ranked, you know, in the top five or six places with uh, with world's top auto manufacturers. Cool. Moving on to uh, the Infinity out of Hopewell Center. That's easy. And that is actually the premium brand of Nissan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Out of Wan Chai, Hong Kong. I just wanted to add more of that. Thank you. I'm, I'm on a roll now. We have Isuzu out of Tokyo, Japan. Daihatsu out of Osaka, Japan. And they're also right up there with being one of the old, oldest auto manufacturers in Japan. And they're popular for their uh, compact cars and off-road Japanese cars. And we also have Scion out of Torrance, mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're one of the more popular manufacturers uh, under Toyota producing vehicles for the North American market. And then we have the, the great Subaru out of Ibisu, Tokyo, Japan. And uh, known for their production of rally cars and turbocharged versions of the passenger cars and the legacy and the impresses. Absolutely. So we're right up there. And uh, the last we have is Mitsuwaka Motors. And they're out of Kaikyamachi. Is there anything that's notable about them? Not that I know of, no. Okay. <laughs> that's worth... Unnotable, but they're mentioned. That's worth noting. So we're good. <laughs> okay. All right. To our final country of the night. No. Oh. You're still skipping one of mine. I, I'm sorry. I was flying over the largest, one of the largest. Yeah, you're moving on to one of your more coveted ones as well. Sorry. Sweden. Sorry. I have Russia before that. Yet. Please. Okay. So, we have... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're not comparable to the German or American industries, but uh, in 2010, Russia was one of the world's 15 greatest car manufacturers. So the first one that I have here is Lada. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have Volga, and they their production stopped in 2007, which they say now makes them one of the more desirable vintage car models in mm. the world. Okay, um, and there are. Uh, some leaders of countries that uh, are known to be avid fans of the brands. Excellent. We'll just leave that general at that point. I remember, yes. yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have <laughs> Zil, Z-I-L, out of Moscow. And uh, they're noted for their association with government officials as well. So they're sort of like uh, the ambassador of cars that we were talking about sure. before mm-hmm. for Russia. Uh, and Joseph Stalin was one of the personalities associated with that brand as well. Okay. The, uh, what did I say? The Zil. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Moskvich out of Moscow, and uh, in the, after the Second World War, Russia acquired the entire production line from Opel in Brandenburg, and uh, the first Moskvich model was was born at that point, based upon the the German Opel Kadett, okay. K A D E T T, and uh, and since two thousand and nine, the brand has been owned by Volkswagen, which is or Volkswagen, yes. Uh, we have G A Z, we have U A Z. And uh, UAZ is, specializes in producing trucks, buses, off-road vehicles, and sport utility vehicles, as well as military vehicles. So they're some of the, the bigger guns with that. We have Kamaz out of, and I'm going to give an attempt to this, Navarajini in Tartarstan, Russia. Mm-hmm. And uh, they specialize in heavy-duty trucks and commercial vehicles as well. And they have a huge reputation for their safety and powerful uh, trucks. Nice. Uh, we also have Durways, D-E-R-W-A-Y-S, as opposed to people calling you Durwood. <laughs> we have Durways, and they're most known for the reliable, fuel-efficient, and stylish vehicles 
uh, of SUVs, compact vehicles, and two-door coupes. Okay. We have Spetste, S-P-E-T-S-T-E-H. Aren't you glad I gave you all the easy ones? I know. I love it. That's why I'm spelling them out. In case I'm not <laughs> saying them correctly, I'm at least spelling them. You can look them up. Uh, but they are they specialize in wheeled and tracked all-terrain vehicles. And uh, the one that they have on here looks really, really cool. Uh, and the last one that we can note here, and again, nothing notable as far as facts, but they're Dragon Motors out of Yelonvsk, Russia. It's really a neat name, though, if nothing else. It is. What dragon. do you drive? Well, I, I drive a dragon. A dragon. I drive. <laughs> I drive. Dragon Motors. I drive a dragon. I mean, or... if it was being towed, it would be a dragon, your dragon. But... And if your engine's on fire, it would be a fire-breathing dragon. That's... <laughs> right. <laughs> Got it. All right. Last country. I was getting a little preemptive on Scott there, but we're going to go head to the flag with the blue and yellow, and that is that of Sweden. Oh, that's another cool one I didn't get. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. I'm all right. I'm the, not, uh... not bitter at all. <laughs> no, okay. you're not at all. One of my... F- favorite former owned cars was a Saab 9000S and Saab being a, a former Swedish manufacturer they actually started in 1945 in Trollhattan, Sweden and they had a, a definite aviation uh, heritage to them in fact a lot of uh, fighter jets produced within uh, Sweden and, and used to this day are, uh, are Saab and uh we all, of course, know about Volvo, which is known for its safety. And, Scott, you've had several Volvos in your past. You've loved them. They've been great. Yeah, they are tanks. And so, uh, in fact, I think I was – did I read somewhere that in 2020 or 2021, uh, Volvo was aspiring to have no fatalities in their vehicles uh, by really giving them the greatest amount of safety possible. To the occupants of their vehicles so that's quite a it'll be a claim to fame sure yeah it's pretty amazing but the one that i want to call out that uh is a very new brand in the scheme of oems and that's that's one that's only been around since 1994 it's based out of angle scania sweden and it's konasig and that's been created by christian von konasig it is if you've seen a lot of the uh recent Hollywood movies it's being featured in some of these car films but it is an amazing vehicle they are they have multiple uh, uh, versions that they're putting out right now but uh, the Kona Sig itself as far as high performance is exceptional and they are putting together uh, a lot of energy right now into their hypercars particularly with a hybrid blend that um, taking it to uh, the next level in fact we just watched a documentary on on uh, the Koenigsegg uh, factory and just the how it's when they actually do something in the engineering department they take it out to where they have their factory it's on a former uh, air base they will they will actually test it out at that same time they do things immediately so it's almost like a um, agile testing they don't have to go through a whole bureaucratic process which is kind of neat because of, neat. because of the size of the company itself probably more efficient that way too that's right so Koenigsegg is actually they have the Agera out and they are now working uh, they have uh, gone to their Regera but these are vehicles that are exceeding 280 miles per hour so they are among the very fastest in the entire world so Koenigsegg figuring that they've only been around um, 
really for 23, 24 years, 25 years, I guess it is. They've done amazing things in that short quarter century. Cool. Do you think they're faster than any of my India, Japan, well, I China would, cars? We might. <laughs> no. Move on. Fine. Next time around, I'm picking who has what. Some, somebody's a little bitter. Someone's a little bitter. It's okay. If it weren't carpeted, you'd hear me stomp away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you very much for being patient. Scott, hats off to you. You had you had some of the hard, hardest pronunciations of the evening. Tongue tied. <laughs> got it. I got it. So thank you very much for hanging in there being a trooper. Hey, it was fun. If you had fun or you enjoyed this episode, like all of them, definitely uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Instagram, as Scott said. And uh, Facebook. That's right. Big shout out to everyone that went to the Harrisburg Auto Show this past weekend here in in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area. And uh, a big thank you again to our sponsor, Man Engineering. So loved, uh, again, bringing this content to you. We'll try and do fun things. In fact, I have an interview lined up for this Friday. Won't uh, won't tell you too much about it other than Bavarian Motor Works would be the clue to this particular uh, episode interview. I think you're really going to enjoy that one. So that's that's coming to you next week. Spent some time on the phone and, and on the internet researching and emailing and, and making contacts. Uh, again, working on some things on different, uh, different continents. Talking with a lot of individuals in this Carlisle area. So we are really starting to line up our late winter early spring uh, interviews you'll have uh, some great content coming your way and why not email us go to our website and uh, and email uh, anything of interest that you may want us sure. to check into cars locally or if there's just something of interest that, uh, that you'd like to hear an episode about that's a great point in fact we do this podcast for you you are the cars of carlisle community scott that's a great point Anything that uh, you have an interest in, reach out to us. Email us, carsofcarlisle at outlook.com. You can reach us through our website, carsofcarlisle.com, through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Reach out to us. Love to hear from you. So, we're back to the U.S. We can put our passports safely away. We had a few stamps on them from Australia to Sweden. Thank you for making this global trip with us tonight. And for now, I'm going to say drive well. And be well. Take Take care. care.